real Anything can happen and it probably will It's not my service, so I have to control myself. <laughs> but uh, welcome, welcome. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a warm hand. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Thank you to the band. <laughs> we have to keep ourselves. Otherwise, there's no service here tonight. <laughs> and that's easy. Well, welcome to all of you tonight and our online audience. Welcome to every single person. Well, you've come to the right place tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're definitely a church on fire. 
As you will notice that Pastor Harold and Maud, they are not here this evening. Pastor Harold and Maud, they are assisting the family with Maud's sister in hospital and she is ill and they are there with them in KwaZulu-Natal. So we, I know we know that the church have been praying for them. Please continue to do that. We are standing in the gap and we are praying for Maud's sister. So please continue with that. Amen. So if, if I'm standing here and Pastor Tienz is down there, we have a young minister in the house. Uh, we went to see if we could find the most handsome pastor in the church. And that was easy to do. And we found Pastor Adult gave Pastor Jock the opportunity to minister tonight. So let us welcome him. Amen. And he is quite the handsome fellow. Just uh, an announcement, uh, we have a bookshop sale and there's 35% discount. Now, you should take the opportunity. Christmas is around the corner. If I were you, in your shoes, I would go and get all the gifts you can get and please support the bookshop. Amen. So, it is my privilege to take up an offering for the Lord and to present the Lord with your tithes, offerings, and your breakthrough. Anybody's got a breakthrough? Well, then you're about to have a breakthrough. Amen. I went to the book of Acts 20, verse 35. What happened here is that Paul, on his third missionary journey, he was finishing off his third missionary journey. And we know that Paul, he's been ministering in the field for a long time. And now he's basically culminating his whole message. And one of the things, one of the statements Paul made to the people and to the church on his way back to Jerusalem, they were, they were warning him through prophetic utterances that Paul, if you go to Jerusalem, Something is going to happen to you and it's not good. Up to the point where Paul said, he doesn't care even if he dies in Jerusalem, that's where he will go. But the words that he mentioned, it's words that you don't find anywhere else in the Bible except where Paul mentioned this. And I'm sure some of you would go and check this out now. Paul said here, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Can you imagine? Paul is saying to the church on his way back, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So we see that this word more I just want to highlight the word more to you. The word more means the following. It's in the Greek, the word melon, M-A-L-L-O-N, which means the following. If it says more there, you know, we know that, you know, I am more blessed than Pastor Tians. He's actually much more blessed than me. <laughs> if you know what that means. So... It literally means, actually Paul is saying in the Greek here, it says, 
very, very much. This is what it means to be more blessed. Very, very much, but added to that is the word exceedingly. So Paul is saying, if you are a giver, if you are a person that gives, then you are much, much more blessed. Church, I need to ask the question, are you much, much more blessed? You will experience that only if you really become a giver in the kingdom of God. Then you will experience what it means to be much, much more blessed. And what does it mean to be much, much more blessed? It literally doesn't mean that I have now more stuff it means that God uses me more and more to bless the kingdom of God. God literally opens up within a person a well of giving. That's what it means to be much, much more blessed. In the Jewish world, when you say a person is blessed, then you are basically saying, I am increasing. Everybody say, I am increasing. May you increase tonight by your giving. And we know that the word blessed is makarios, which means happy, fortunate, and blessed. Now, the greatest fortunate thing in my life is the fact that I know Jesus Christ, that my name is written in a book in heaven, and that God knows me. And because of that, God gives me the opportunities to return to him what he has blessed me with. And the Lord Jesus, in Luke 6, verse 20, says, he started off by saying the following. Luke 6, verse 20, he says, and he lifted up his eyes towards his disciples and said the following, blessed, makarios, fortunate are you. But he says here, blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now. You know, sometimes we enforce in our lives to have less that the kingdom of God may have more. And when the kingdom of God, and you bless the kingdom of God by releasing unto the Lord, then basically it says here, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. You shall be filled. And blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. So if you take, in the olden days, we said the Jan Faribiak <laughs> or the rhino, you know, some people squeeze that rhino so hard that the horns come through on the other side of their hands. Don't squeeze it, let it go. Because if you weep now, then you shall laugh later. The greatest thing in the church is always to see when new people come in and new people commit their lives because God has planted this work here. And by your contribution, God is letting the work go on and building up momentum. And we surely want to build up momentum. Then it says here, I'm closing, blessed are you when men hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. So the, for the kingdom of God's sake, let us tonight give unto God with our hearts, release back to Him. Amen. Let us pray, church. Father God, 
We want to pray tonight for your people. I want to pray tonight a blessing upon your people. Oh God, we do vote with our money in the kingdom of God. And your word says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So, oh God, in this opportunity tonight, we release unto you a blessing towards the kingdom. And we know, Father, that our cup will run over. I'm lifting up every budget, Lord, presented in this specific church. All the givers of this church, the tithers, oh God, I bring it before you, Father, and we ask you now, in the name of Jesus, to bless your people, to release unto them breakthrough upon breakthrough. This month, they will not come short of any good thing. And I thank you tonight, Father, that we stand upon your word, knowing if we sow, we will reap a generous and a blessed harvest in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you tonight as you give unto the Lord. Amen.
Amen. Heavenly Father, it is so true. This song is so prophetic, Lord, because we fight our battles on our knees. And we thank you, Father, that we raise our hands unto you because the victory is ours through Jesus Christ. And we give you all the glory and let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, Molly. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. You all may be seated. The time will come. The time will come when they will remain and we will rejoice and we will sing songs unto the Lord of praise and worship. I know it has been done already, but I want to welcome our online church, the online family that have joined us. And I said it this morning and I will say it again, that the time will come when the mask will be removed and we will stand in faith and keep on praying for that to come. Amen. Amen. You know, when we come and these masks are removed, we will see each other face to face. And it takes me to the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 12. And now we see as in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. The time is coming and it's very soon that we will meet up with our Lord Jesus Christ. You just have to look at the news. You watch Israel, you watch the Middle East, and you would know the hour that we are in. And the time of playing games is over. Because there are souls that are at stake. And we are grateful for what God is doing. But you here, you've come because I know that you want a touch from God. That I know. Some of you have been toiling and some of you have been going through hardships and difficulties. And yet here you are. Some of you have even contemplated giving up. But here you are. You have come with an expectation for a move of God's Holy Spirit. Of that I am certain. And you know what? It is only God's Holy Spirit who puts that desire in your heart to have an expectation for a move of God from His Holy Spirit. So I want to say to you, Hold on to that expectation and let's see what God's Holy Spirit is going to do in this evening because it is He who's put that in your heart. You know, we as the children of God, all of us, not the pastors, you and I, all of us, and you are listening to us, we labor in the world out there, which is the devil's playground. And the devil's playground is exactly what is happening out there in this world today. All this fear, all this talk about the pandemic and lockdown, all the lies, all the deceit, all the works of evil, the crime and the corruption, that is the devil's playground. But because we are in Christ, I am saying, let's play. Because we know in whom we have our victory. And when we play, we play to win. And in God's Word, in the book of Romans 8, verse 37, and you can go there if you'd like, but I'm just going to give you this scripture because there's much I want to talk about this scripture. It says there, And yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Now, two words there. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. I just want to spend a minute or two on that. We've probably heard this scripture, and I think many of us would have settled just for being a conqueror. 
In Christ, just being a conqueror, we would have settled for that. But God never let us settle for the obvious. There's so much more in this. And when God says, in all these things, Paul writes here under the leading of the Holy Spirit that all these things are all the sufferings, the hardships, and the difficulties that they who are laborers in the kingdom of God had been experiencing. And yet in all of this, they are reminded, and you are reminded, that we are more than conquerors through Him who've loved us. Now, the word conqueror in Greek means to completely be void of any threat that will threaten your life or your health. And that is just the word um, conqueror. But God says yet that we are more than that. And I want to explain this being more than a conqueror by virtue of an example, if I, if I, if I can give you one. Now, if an athlete, whether it's a person who does fencing, swimming, running, athletics, when they compete in the Olympics and they win, they are recognized as the winner because their distance, their time, or whatever is reflected there. And for four years, that person has got bragging rights as being the best on the planet because he's won. He was victorious. But the world also recognizes and honors this person in addition to this person winning. He or she receives a gold medal. Many, most Olympic medalists receive a financial remuneration from their country. Some are giving titles. I know in the UK they will knight you and they will give you an OBE, an MBE, and whatever other titles. They get sponsorships, endorsement deals, books, book deals. The bottom line is, is their victory brings all these added benefits to them. And this is a principle that is taken out of the Word of God because all the way in God's Word, all those men that went for battles, that God sent into the battles, when they were victorious, God didn't just give them the victory, He gave them the spoils as well. He gave them the land. He gave them the cattle. He gave them so much more than what they had, had, had comprehended um, of, of what would come out of that battle. And this is what God has for each and every single one of you. This is what God has for you in the hour that we are in, and that we are certainly far more than just being a conqueror. Now, in Colossians 2.15, because we walk by this truth that Christ has overcome, and I want to explain something here. Colossians 2.15 says this, Our Lord Jesus, having disarmed all principalities and powers, He made a public spectacle of them. The enemy... Is a spectacle because our Lord Jesus Christ made a spectacle of him and he rendered him powerless and we need to walk in this truth, in this life that we're living at this present moment in time. Because then he says, triumphing over them in it. It wasn't good enough for God to just send his son and defeat the enemy. Because God wanted to give us so much more than just that victory. That set the tone of the victory. And because of that victory, we are the beneficiaries of blessings that God has given us over and above the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, He fought Satan for us. And even in the hour that we are living in, that is a truth that cannot be denied. Our Jesus Christ defeated Satan. In His hands, He's got the keys of hell and of death. He's taken it because of 
the victory that he has over Satan. And then God comes and he says, because of that victory, listen to what he says to you. He says, you are sons and daughters of the most high God. Your name is written in the heavens. He says, I know you by name. You have an eternal inheritance. God says all of this. He says a mansion has been built for you, has been prepared for you until Jesus comes. He says that you are hidden in Christ and that He's given you a gift, which is the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is a seal that God has promised. And the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of your future inheritance. God has prepared a seat for you at a table of the marriage supper of the Lamb. And God says that you are blessed to be a blessing. That and so much more God has given. And that is why you are not a conqueror, but you are more than a conqueror for what God has established in Christ for you. So in the hour that we are living in, we cannot neglect nor can we be ignorant to why God has made you more than a conqueror. Because God has equipped you and have called you to become an ambassador for Christ. Knowing that you are more than a conqueror, God wants you and sending you out there in the world to tell the world this. Because many people do not know this in this world. And He's using you. You see... Wherever God has called you to be ambassador, that's where you need to be. And I'll explain quickly what an ambassador is. An ambassador in biblical principles, and the world has just latched onto that and added to that. An ambassador of Christ means this. In biblical times, the king would send the most highest of his representatives to go and represent the king. In other words, they would be sent to foreign countries and that ambassador would reveal what it is about in the life of that nation, of that king, the values, the things that they stand for. And so Christ has prepared us. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 20 says this, that we are ambassadors for Christ. Have you signed up for it? You didn't know about it, but the day that you got saved, you became eligible to be an ambassador for Christ. You know, I am so frustrated because for many years and in many churches, they've abused the word evangelism. The moment you hear evangelism, everybody shrinks and they shrivel and they, and, and, and they almost withdraw because when we hear the word evangelism, everybody thinks, this is not my calling, this is not for me. It is a lie of the enemy because if God says that you have been called as an ambassador, He has esteemed you as the best person to go and represent the kingdom of God wherever you you are supposed to be. And we've got to look at how it was done in biblical times. The disciples became an ambassador of the gospel of Jesus Christ right within their own community. It says there that they were endued with power from on high and then they were sent in Jerusalem, Samaria and Judea and then to the ends of the world. Right where you are right now is where you are called to be an ambassador. Pastor Tians can't be an ambassador for you at your workplace. Pastor Yihu can't be an ambassador for you with your family. God chose you to be an ambassador for Christ at your workplace and amongst your family members. No one else can do that. Because the gospel of Christ and the truth that in all things 
we are more than conquerors. That truth must be sent out to the world because the world is dying because of this. If we just look at the world right as it is at this moment in time, with the lockdown and the pandemic in our nation, we can see how communities are dying and are struggling. And you have the answer, precious child of God. And you are listening. You have the answer. Because you are more than a conqueror. And all things because of God that loved you. You see, the world today, if I just take the nation of South Africa, Christians have become cold in their walk with God because of the pandemic and because of the lockdown. They've become lukewarm in their fellowship and in their relationship with God. They've been overcome by the worries of the world. The effect of this lockdown and COVID has resulted that people are emotionally absolutely at their lowest point. They have been tapped from emotions. Physically, people are tired, you know, most people in the workplace out there today is working with a sword above their head because companies are now saying, you must work and work harder than before, otherwise you risk of losing your job or your salary being reduced. People are physically tired. They are dull. And the effect is that spiritually, people have become dull. Spiritually, the world out there, and even in our nation, they've become spiritually so dull that they can't hear the voice of God anymore. And the result is that people started disconnecting. They've become alienated and isolated because now it is comfortable to be in your home and watch TV however which way you want. This is still God's plan to be in the fellowship of the saints. Communities were created by God for us to gather together. And I'll prove to you that if you continue this way, you will spiritually die because no person can stand by himself in the walk of God. You need communities. The Word of God speaks of it and you can, yes, you can give God a praise offering for that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, after World War II, a research team discovered a new disease and it was found amongst orphanages. And it was called, if I wanted, I just need to say it correctly, anaclectic depression, or called marasmus. Now this anaclectic depression was found in orphanages, and it was found that children and babies becoming severely ill, and many of them died. And it wasn't because of a lack of food, it was because of a lack of community. They weren't in an environment where they were connected. That physical touch, the love and the care that was needed. Many children died because of this. And I'm telling you, by the grace of God, that the body of Christ needs to wake up because this is our future if we do not step out, out of our comfort zones to truly go and tell the world out there that we are truly more than overcomers, more than conquerors in all these things that we have experienced in this life because God has prepared you for a time such as this in the community that you are supposed to go and live and do that and speak that. I remember, and before I even get that, I'm reminded of this now as well. You know, we've got no excuse in this church why we should not be connected. There is no excuse. We have got home cells. We now have got the internet. We now have got the app that have been downloaded and on there you can connect with any home cell. 
We've got Zoom meetings, there's Teams, there's video calls, you name it. It is all there at our disposal. I remember for more than a year, I refused to go to a home cell. I had my list of reasons why I would not go to a home cell. And they were all just excuses. And when the day came that I went to a home cell the first time, everything changed for me. I've never been separate from a home cell since then. You know, in the times of high and lows, in good times and in bad times, that kept me. I remember a very bad time in my own life, going through hardship and difficulty. I thought of quitting home cell. At that time, I was a home cell leader. I thought of quitting. You know, it was justified. I was going through hardship. You know, I can't really be what I need to be in the kingdom of God. And you know what truths came to me? I was using my hardship and my calamity to punish others who wanted to come to home cell. You know, if you quit in the kingdom of God, the only kingdom that is winning is the kingdom of hell. The end is, in all of this, I realized that in all of this, God kept me on the path. He forced me to stay in His Word, no matter how I felt, but when I spent time in God's Word and when I was with that home cell, I spoke as if it was for me. You see, God will use you in strange and miraculous ways. In all of this, I guarantee you this, people, precious child of God, please know this. Calamity and hardship and difficulty will come your way. You and I are not exempted of that. But you know, when it comes, you must know that you have overcome it. And it is because you have been given this precious present that you are more than an overcomer in Christ. This is what our future is like. And I want to leave you with one way, just one way. And I'm coming very much to the close of what I wanted to share because I do want to do something tonight by the leading of God's Holy Spirit, but I want to leave you just with this one uh, way and manner of how to fight it in the hour that we are in, and it is prayer. And I know you've heard many things about prayer, but I'm not talking of normal prayer. I'm talking of spiritual warfare prayer, warfare prayer. You know, when I came to this church, I didn't know about warfare prayer. I would pray things. And I would think it's okay. But I thank God that I came to this place because I learned that when I take up my authority in Christ, the enemy is fearful of me and there is nothing that I need to fear. You know, in that season that I went in, a particular season, I was praying and I was praying. And you know, as time went on, my season didn't change and I realized my words started becoming less and less until the point came, you know what? You can only pray the same prayer for so long. Then you run out of words. And then God pointed me to his word. And I started praying only God's word. I literally only spoke God's word. Nothing that I asked for me, nothing that I said about anything else, but praying God's word. Because this is truth. This sustains you, this blesses you, this takes you through every season. And Isaiah 54 verse 11 onwards, I want to just share with you, because tonight I believe this is a scripture for many of you and for those who are listening. Because it says there, O you afflicted one, Tossed with tempest and not comforted. How many can relate with that? That you are tossed with tempest, that you are not comforted. God says here, and I want to, where did I put my marker here? But anyway, let's, let's just get it. Oh, I've got it here. It says there, behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems. 
I will lay your foundation with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies and your gates of crystals, and all your walls will be precious stones. This is what God says. And now listen to this. And then he says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great will be the peace of your children, because in righteousness you will be established. And then he goes on and he says, and now especially those of you who are suffering from any form of depression, oppression, God says this, and you will have no oppression because you will not fear. And there will no terror come to you. And no trouble will come to you, he says, because of this. And then God says, listen, the enemy will always come for you. And he says, surely they will assemble against you, but it will not be because of me. God is saying that if hardship and difficulty comes, stop looking at him and blaming him. Not all calamity comes from him. God, it's not God's desire to strike you and to keep you down and let you struggle and suffer. That, that's not God's plan. How, how warped can that uh, thinking be? God will bring it upon you just to get you out of that. He says, surely they will assemble against you, but it will not be because of me. And now he says this, whoever assemble against you will fall for your sake because you are anchored in Christ, because you are more than an overcomer in Christ. The enemy will fall for your sake. And when it comes to, 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 to warfare prayer, you must know your authorities. The thing that I've learned in this church, you must know your authority. You cannot come as a weakling before the enemy. You must take what has been stolen from you because there are many things that the enemy has in his hands that is not supposed to be his. You must go and claim it back through the name of Jesus Christ. God's says you wrestle not against flesh and blood. And if we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, what are we wrestling against? And God clarifies that in Ephesians 6. But you see, our problem is we see people doing something wrong. We, we attach ourselves to that person and we become so emotionally invested and personally invested. Yes, they said this. Yes, they are doing this. The media leads us in this frenzy and we become so angry at this. And God says you don't fight the enemy this way. You fight the enemy, you look behind it. You fight the demonic spirits and the forces of evil in the name of Jesus Christ because you've been given that authority. Because God says, I've given you spiritual warfare. I've given you a spiritual means of fighting the enemy. And what is that? That is the armor of God. That is that word. It is the name of Jesus Christ. It is fasting and prayer. It is praying in the spirit. God says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It is not carnal, but it is mighty through God for doing what? Pulling down those strongholds and breaking the power of Satan. Every high thing, every vain imagination, every argument that comes against God, it resides within you to bring it to nothing and totally render the enemy powerless because in Jesus Christ, you have that ability and that authority. Um, amen. Yes, let's give God a praise offering. Let's give it to him because he so deserve it. 1 John 5, 5 says this, Who is he who overcome this world, but he believes that Jesus is the Son of God? He who believes 
only you who believe can go out and be an ambassador for Christ and telling the world out there within your framework of the community in which God has placed you to tell them, hey, did you know this truth that I am more than a conqueror in all things and you are likewise? So we've come to the end of this quick and short sermon, but there's so much more that God wants to do. And there are certain things that I really want to pray for tonight that God has put in my heart. So I want to ask that every person now just bow their head because there are things that I want to pray for and I want us to respect the other people should it be that this particular prayer is for them. Now there are people here that have been struggling with their finances. You've been done in in terms of your job. Some of you have lost your job. Some of you have had a reduction in your salary, and it is just hard at the moment financially. So with everybody bowing down and closing their eyes, I ask that those people who I'm speaking to, that you would just raise your hands for me. If you are going through a financial hardship, and your job-wise, you are struggling, raise your hands for me. Great, great. I see there are quite a few. Now, before I pray for you, I want to say this. This you must understand to all those people that have raised their hands. You first have to make right with God. You have to give unto God what is rightly God's, number one. Number two, whomever have offended you, who have stolen from you and have said things against you, you have to release them and you have to forgive them. Because if you hold grudges and bitterness and unforgiveness against those people, God cannot do what He wants to do. All right, so that is your responsibility to do. God says in His Word then, in 2 Corinthians 9 verses 8, He says this, And God will abound all grace towards you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things. And then He says, And you will have an abundance for every good work. That is God promising that for you. So whilst every head is bowed down, I want to pray specifically over this. Heavenly Father, these people that have raised their hands, Lord, I pray that you would fill them with that boldness and faith in believing that as they raise their hands, you've seen them and that you will come in this hour, Lord, and that you would lift them up, Lord, and that you would minister to their hearts. Lord, we come against the work of Satan who wants to rob these people from hope that you would break through for them and provide for them in an income in, 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 in every form of provision. Father, we come against that work of Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we've been given that authority and tonight we pray for those people and we lift them up and we pray that you will stir it in their hearts that they will take up by faith the promises of your word that says they will, you will neither leave them nor will you forsake them and that you are with them until the end of the age. And Lord, if you take care of the sparrow and the lilies in the field, you will take care of their every need and you will provide for them. So tonight we come against the work of Satan that has been robbing these these, these people from, from, from an income and from provision and we bind the works of Satan in the name of Jesus Christ and by that very name, our Lord Jesus, we release from your heavens that you would from your storehouses present to these people, Lord, a breakthrough in their finances. And in this month, Lord, that they will have sufficiency. In fact, more than sufficiency. That you would bless them in this, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, this is a sensitive issue for some of you. But you guess what? God knows about this. There are some of you that have contemplated suicide. 
There are some of you that are there at that place where you are thinking of just giving up because it is just too much. And whilst everybody still bows down because this is a sensitive and a private issue for those people. This is not an easy thing. And yet there are some. Can I ask you to raise your hand for me? Because I know there are people. There's one. There's more. Those people who are at desperate's door and are contemplating that. Let me tell you this. Those thoughts of giving up and those thoughts of suicide are not your thoughts. These are suggestions planted by Satan to discourage you from walking in your victory. This is a lie from the enemy. And if there's anyone who can relate to this, it is our Lord Jesus, because he too was tempted with suicide when the devil asked him to jump off a pinnacle there in Jerusalem. He knew it. But God is the life. And I want to give you a scripture for those who are on, sitting on that veranda of hopelessness. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He says, I am the resurrection and the life in John eleven twenty five. 1 John 5, 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. So know tonight that if you turn to God and you give that desperate situation over to God, there is help. God has never stopped loving you. The option that Satan has presented before you cannot compare to the outcome of being delivered from that because of the love of God. I want to say this. Test God in this. Take a chance and trust Him and see what He's able to do for you. So let's pray over this because the Lord is certainly impressed that I should come and pray against this. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we humble ourselves before You. And those people that are struggling with this ill plan of the enemy, we lift them before Your throne of grace. Lord, we intercede for them and we pray with them that You will break this curse of self-destruction through suicide. The spirit of rejection, we break its power in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind the effect of Satan over their lives. And we pray, Father, that You will direct their thoughts in line with Your thoughts, that You would grant them the mind of Christ and take them out of this doldrum, this dark pit, Lord, and lift them up and help them so that they may be free of this calamity that the enemy wants to bring upon their lives. We release that deliverance from this curse upon their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. And we all agree and we say, Amen. Okay, lastly, lastly, many of you have grown cold and are even lukewarm in your relationship with God, but you have a desire for a fresh outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. You have got a desire for new oil, fresh manna from heaven. You desire, it's, it's like God gives me this, this, this idea that it is throne room experience. God wants to take you into the Holy of Holies. There's a song that says, take me into the Holy of Holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take the coal, touch my lips, here I am. You desire that. You desire a fresh outpouring, a new anointing of God's Holy Spirit to take you out of that doldrums. Who are you? Raise your hands for me. Those of you who desire a fresh, look how many there are. Yes, 
God is going to do that for you tonight. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, these people who desire a fresh and a new anointing of your Holy Spirit, we lift them up before you. And we pray, Father, that from your heavens, you will rain down that manna from heaven, that fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit to come upon these people, to take them out of that place of lukewarmness, that the fire of God shall come upon them and that they will step out of that lukewarmness and they will be on fire for God, that you would lead them in this hour, that the entrance of your word will give that light again unto them and that you will fill them with a new zeal for your word. And Father God, that you would take them and that you will put your words in their mouth. Lord, give them new eyes to see and new ears to hear so that they will be a vessel of honor and they can say in this hour that I am more than a conqueror through Christ in all things. And if you agree with that, let's say amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, there's so much more that I would like to do, but we know that we can only do so much in a specific time. And I'm coming to the end of this, but there's a specific song that I believe in, especially in light of this last request, this new and a fresh outpouring of God's Holy Spirit. We're going to close off with this song. And I want to ask you, don't sing the song. Sing unto God and let these words worship Him and usher in that beginning that you so desire. All right, let's stand and let's, let's do this.
Let's raise our hands to the heavens, to our heavenly Father. Lord, thank you so much. The song is so anointed. We could not put that in better words ourselves. So come, Lord, and fill us with a new and a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. You will not withhold from us if we surrender ourselves to you. I pray that this blessing be released upon every person here, upon those who are listening, and yes, and those who will be listening. Lord, I'm just thinking of this band, and we are so grateful for what you're doing in and through them. And thank you, Father, for their skill set that are glorifying your kingdom. And now we pray, Lord, that you will go before us in this week. Make us a blessing because we are blessed to be a blessing. And if you agree, you say, Amen. Amen. Yes, let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Well, I just want to ask that we continue to pray for Maud's sister. We keep on praying. It's part of our family. Go and be that person that is showing the world out there that you are more than a conqueror. All right, and the last thing, just a reminding you, there, the bookshop, massive sale. Go and make a great investment. Have a wonderful evening and drive safe, everyone. Amen. <laughs>